Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Music's playing. Feel it. Oh, listen to the music. Dead last. <laughs> Dead last. And don't you know, Daniel, I'm a movie. Yeah. Spooky. At the, at the show. We want to yeah. Cool. And we're here. Hey. We'll actually just use that instead. Yeah, that was cool. That could be a new theme song. That's a that was a dynamite theme song. I yeah, think. dynamite. I think maybe like I've got like some music in me too. I could tell that first yeah. line you sang was nice. You know what I mean? That was completely original. It wasn't even like a parody of another song or anything like that. No, it was good. Yeah, it was true. Like how how are you? How how is stuff? Yeah, I'm great, man. Um, happy Halloween. Happy Friend. Halloween. This is our dude. Halloween episode. Yeah, this is what it's all about. This is the prime time. So this was a year ago when me and you first started talking about doing the podcast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Around this time, we yeah. were like, we should do one for, you know, Halloween-ish time, do a horror movie podcast. Friendsversary, probably about for us. It is. Wow, it's a milestone. I've learned so much about you in this year. I know. <laughs> we're not a couple. Yeah. But we belong together. Yeah. You know? Like today, I learned you have glasses. And they look really nice. They're brand new. I got them on Tuesday, and I can see. It's been like, oh, it's like seeing in HD. Like I've been too long without them for like two years. I didn't have glasses. I'm like, I can see fine, but I really can't. Yeah, I really can't. You know, they look great. Now I look like on the outside, like I am on the inside. Yeah, know? someone yeah. who watches just like anime Lolita porn. You know what I mean? You do look way more like a podcaster yeah, right yeah. now. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I look like I belong at that swank-ass fucking podcast party we went to. <laughs> yeah, man, fuck. <laughs> Whatever the glasses of the podcast party. Bunch of crackers. Yeah. Bunch of fucking crackers. Look good. Uh, we got a, probably gonna be a shorter one tonight, because yep. we got a jet right out of this to do a uh, dead last uh, live commentary on Dead Alive. Yeah. With uh, Mr. Supercilious. Yep. That's going to be fun, yeah. Got a little uh, Halloween party for the Drunken Doja Monkey and Friends event that I do at Wonder Bar. Drunken Doja Monkey. Yep. It's so, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to watch Dead Alive, do some, crack some jokes. Yeah, everyone loves a Drunken Doge. Yeah. You know, dr- drunken drunken Doja mon- Monkey. Are, is most of your wardrobe made of dirty linens? Come to Drunken Doja Monkey. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't get the reference. I don't know. It's like I'm making fun of your fan base, trying to alienate it. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Don't alienate my fan base yeah. on this podcast. Do you like Special K in the morning in a bowl <laughs> in this not cereal? Drunken Ooh. Dojo Monkey. It's actually an homage to Kung Fu movies. Drunken oh, Monkey, nice. Kung Fu style. And then Doja, just like a, a 90s term for weed. Hell yeah. Like Biggie. The Doja. Doja. Yeah. Are you an autistic pedophile? Yeah, drunken Doja monkey. Into autistic pedophiles, drunken Doja monkey. Yeah, great. This is gonna be great. I think uh, it's good branding. Promo I, for it. I think this is gonna get people out. Yeah, hopefully this will get everyone out tonight. Yeah, I'll be your hype man. Yeah, this will release <laughs> next week, but the next one they'll definitely be there. Yeah, like I dress in linens. I love Special K. Mm-hmm. I will be there. Great, cool dude. Yeah, it's gonna be a good night. Um, pretty good uh feedback on the clown episode. Yeah. Um. I had someone tell me that they there's a new word to call like ICP people. Okay. Because they like uh Fago so much. Right. They like to be called Fagoats. Okay. Fake goats. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So just from now on, if you ever meet an ICP fan, it's not Juggalo anymore. The PC <laughs> term is Fagoats. Yeah, my friend who who I mentioned on the last one that is a Juggalo, he was saying like they at the end of every um uh gathering of the Juggalos, they have this like Fago war. 
and they're just like shaking up bottles of Fago and like spraying it all over each other. This could be disgusting. You get so sticky. That would be horrible. That's how you get ants. Yes. You know what I mean? That is how ants are yeah, Fago. spread. Yeah. You have a fun little like wet t-shirt Fago party. And next thing you know, you could ants. Yeah. You know? It's a bad time. That's, that's that's why I don't go to gatherings. You can't get rid of those. Yeah, yeah. The, the ants everywhere. The ants are a pest. Hey, they're in my picnic basket. You know, yeah. I brought a picnic basket to the gathering. Yeah, full of special K and ham sandwiches. <laughs> Riddle with ants. Yeah, it's good to be back in the studio too. We are finally back in the studio. Sorry about the, you know, I, I mean the quality in last wasn't that wasn't that bad, but we're yeah. back. We're back here with Spectral. Yeah, great to be back with Spectral Jeff. Spectral Jeff, holler at your boy. That's sweet sweet death rattle noise yeah the sweet sweet ectoplasm dripping off the walls oh, that audio quality Ooh, drip uh so i found a file on him that i'm gonna read next time about uh i found out how special jeff died oh no way it's uh yeah it's riddled with uh you know uh mystery really cool to so do like an origin story for yeah, special jeff yeah. on the next episode we might have to do a separate true crime podcast just all about how he was killed Ooh, you know <laughs> i like that but who knows? Yeah, but uh, cool. we should probably just get into it, huh? Let's get into it. It's gonna be a time. it's gonna be a shorter one tonight. But um, we are doing one of my all time favorite movies. Um, is that the same for you? I don't want to speak for you. No, I mean I never saw until now. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's uh, fun, huh? Yeah, uh, but we're doing we're doing Halloween. We're doing Halloween. Let's do Halloween. Okay. Halloween Baby, the original, 1978. So, this is directed by my man, John Carpenter. And it stars Donald Pleasance as Dr. Sam Loomis, Jamie Lee Curtis, Scream Queen as Laurie Strode, and the homie Tony Moran as Michael Myers, and then we got some other homies in there too. Synopsis is, on Halloween night of 1963, six-year-old Michael Myers stabbed his sister to death. After sitting in a mental hospital for 15 years... Myers escapes and returns to Haddonfield to kill. And uh, so this was released October 25th, 1978, which is the exact anniversary today. Today is October 25th. Wow, perfect. This is cool. Wow, the stars are really aligning. Synchronicity. Um, And the tagline, which I was not familiar with this one. Okay, so this, according to IMDb, this tagline is trick or treat or die. Okay. That, the one I remember was the night he came home. Yeah, uh, that's what I heard. Yeah. Was the night he he came home because I remember that. I remember that because I I have I've had a poster since I was a kid of Halloween two, and it's the tagline is more of the night he came home. Yeah, yeah, or the night he stayed home or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Li- a little bit later. Yeah, in that same night that he came yeah. home. Later the night he came home. <laughs> later this sucks. Night. Yeah. Trick or treat or die. Also still. Yeah. Also <laughs> still trick or treating well. or dying. Yeah. Same situation. <laughs> yeah um yeah this is the first time like i've seen i've watched this movie but I, i've never like sat down and like are really you being serious when you said it. that 
Yeah, well, I like, thought you were being like sarcastic and cynical, like our no, whole. Like, I mean, I've told you about my slasher thing. You know right. I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're right. So yeah. like, but I've seen like tons of parts of this parts of this movie. Like, so I guess I could say I've seen it, but I've never really sat down and just like watched it wow. all the way through. So like last night was the first time. Yeah, yeah, the first last time was the first time I watched it in its entirety. Wow. So yeah, give me paying, some uh, initial. What's, what's your th- what's your thoughts overall? Um, well, I guess to to get this off my chest to start off with, like it's, I feel like it was hard for me to watch this and uh, really get into it. Are we still recording? Did I? Yep. We're still on. We're still recording, baby. But um, we're gonna cut that part out. Yeah, I'll edit this out. <laughs> But because this movie was a movie that pretty much created, um, you know, the framework for a slasher movie yeah. and all these other movies ripped it off, it was hard for me to watch it because even though this invented those cliches, I've already seen those cliches so many times hmm. to the point where I felt it was a little, it wasn't what exactly what I wanted. I wanted some more from it. Hmm. Okay. But uh, in terms of just kind of just, it seemed a little simplistic, like you've seen it yeah, before. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I thought it was shot very well. I thought the sound design was great and, like, the yeah. acting was good. But, like, I, it just felt like I've seen it before. You okay. know what I mean? Well, because you, you have. Yeah, this, I mean, I have. Just laid out the, the, the formula, really, for yeah. future slashers. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you know, this came out in uh, 78. Is that what, mm-hmm. what we said? So, 78. And then, you know, the, the slasher boom really kind of started in 1980. That's when there were just hundreds upon hundreds, you know? I mean, Friday 13th original was 1980. Uh, the boogeyman, you know, I mean, there, there's so many motel hell, you know, there, there's so many, I, you know, off the top of my head, I'm not going to like list all of them, but so the, to me, this remains, this movie for me is one of my, in my top five of all time. It's a okay. 10 to 10 out of 10, no question, because I mean, it does have value, you know, nostalgic value to me. And I grew up watching it on like AMC as kids. So I would watch it with my friends around Halloween week, but I still watch it every single year. You know, I try to watch more horror movies around Halloween. They're more accessible and stuff. But Halloween is a must every year. I mean, this is the quintessential slasher movie for me. Um, just some the simplicity of it, you know, how well it's executed. The way that it's shot. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, is awesome in it. She's, yeah. she's so good. She's fantastic. She's so likable in everything she says, you know. She's just like, is still, I think, the my favorite actress in a horror movie is her in Halloween. Really? Yeah. It really is. She I is great. Her rapport with the kids yeah. is great. Her dialogue is believable. Um, Especially because this was like her first movie. So like, uh, yeah. it makes sense that like she gave that performance and was like, oh yeah, let's put her in stuff. Right. Huh? It, totally. And she was, she's the only actress in this movie. They all, they all play teenage girls in high school. She's the only one that's an actual teenager. So she really was young and she didn't think much of her performance at all. She thought John Carpenter was going to fire her, but John Carpenter loved her. Um. So yeah, you know, and it's like, I like the sequels to Halloween too, going back to just when you're a kid, me and my friends, we'd always talk about the difference in Halloween four and five and, oh, which is the one where you, he takes his mask off and which is the shitty one with Paul Rudd, which is six as a side Paul, note. Paul Rudd? Oh, is yeah. That one? Nice. Halloween part six, the curse of Michael Myers. Sweet. It, it, Paul Rudd stars as Tommy Doyle, who's the little kid in this movie, oh, grown up, nice. and he's just a fucking weirdo, and <clears throat> who's all into this cult that Michael Myers is a part of. So this is like also really did I think establish too that like trope in horror movie sequels of just kind of like every movie trying to make sense out of the one before it like kind of trying to cover its tracks like oh the serial killer or the monster didn't really die this is what happened yeah. and this is actually why he did that and the movies just kind of keep you know coming up with these 
expository explanation things that are just unnecessary, man. Clean the fuck up, you know? Yeah. Like clean up the mess. Well, nah. that, that's what they think build, they're doing. Build, build a new Jenga tower to knock over. Exactly. Yeah. But it has the, the exact opposite effect. I mean, yeah. the, this movie's brilliance is in its simplicity, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, this movie, it's not, there. there isn't supposed to be, the, you know, Michael Myers is like, he's referred to as the shape, you know, yeah. in, um, in the script and in the, when they were filming the movie and stuff like that. And um, and it's just supposed to be. We talked about it a little last time, like John Carpenter's quote. There's not supposed to be this kind of like explanation behind Michael Myers. He is just a force. Yeah, he's you a know? shark. Yeah, he's a shark. Right. Yeah. You know, he just he exists. And so, um, yeah, this the simplicity of this movie gets a little bit smudged later in the series, and it just n- no other movie, no sequel to this could quite touch it but the simplicity and the is what makes it i think so effective and scary yeah before it gets layered up with convoluted bullshit right you know but there was a lot i i really did enjoy about this movie i, I especially loved um the entire just backdrop of halloween in general i think really helped the movie because like yeah. he's able to just stalk like her in the daytime in front yeah. of everyone and it was like oh it's just halloween and he's just like staring like in right. the middle of the day and i'm yeah. like holy shit yeah like, like there's nothing holding him back right i'm just like michael Myering out right no it's great and um as a side note on that um do you know about like why they why eventually it was done on halloween and all that stuff no no well just so so a quick side note is just this originally wasn't going to be called halloween it was i believe was going to be called the babysitter murders Yes, um, I did know that. Yeah. And it was supposed to take place over a couple different days, but this was literally done on such a shoestring budget. I mean, this was done for no money at all. And at the time, this was the most successful independent movie ever made. It made so much money in the theaters and was made for so little. I think that also is a big reason why it started the legacy of slasher movies. You know, directors were like, oh, wow, I, this is a cash grab. I can invest little to no money and get a huge return, you know? Um, so the movie was supposed to take place over a few days, but literally due to budget restraints, they said, let's just have it take place in one day. It's less locations. It's less wardrobe, less outfits for everybody. They said, okay, it's all going to happen over the course of one day, one night. And they said, well, okay, well, if it's going to happen on one day, why don't we have it be Halloween, the scariest day of the year? And so that literally is why it was called Halloween. Then everyone else decided when the made a slash movie had to be like a, a special holiday. day. Right. Then there's a movie, there's a horror movie for every holiday. Every holiday, yeah. exists. We talked about that a bit with yeah. Friday the 13th. Remember, yeah. um, uh, Tom, was it Tom Savini that, uh, he just did the makeups. He didn't direct yeah, yeah. the first one, did he? He did not direct it, can't... He, did, he did the makeup. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Sean Cunningham, he directed yep. it. Yep. So he took out an ad in the newspaper that for Friday the 13th, before it was even written, before it was even a movie. It was just <laughs> like a creepy, you know, superstitious, not quite a holiday, but you know, a recognizable day. Next so, best thing to, next to Halloween. Right. It's like, pretty sp- much the second one. Yes. Yeah. Spookwise. Yeah. Yeah. It's right, it's right there. Then right. Yom Kippur. Yes. Yom Kippur also. Hell very, spooky. Very frightening. Has there been a horror movie for Yom Kippur? Not yet. Wow. Well, we can get there. That, yes. Absolutely. What would it be called? Um, Has to be some really shitty, you know. Uh, w- the Yominator? I don't know. <laughs> Yom Kaput? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just as bad as you can make it. Yom, Yom Kalur. <laughs> you all suck, dude. Yeah, these are terrible. Let's not do that. Let's, we're fired. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, so you know, a, a lot of those, a lot of what make gives this movie its character was due to these kind of like um, external circumstances, like to the mask, right? I mean, the mask is kind of well known that that's a William Shatner mask. That's a James T. Kirk. No, I thought you were going to start talking about the Jim Carrey movie. I'm like, I don't see what that has to do with this. Which Jim Carrey movie? The Mask. Oh well, smoking. Sim- also, you know what I'm talking about? about. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, come on, pretty cool. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, it is a cool movie. Um, but so they, it was between two two masks, and one of the masks was actually going to be a clown mask. Um, to tie it a little bit into the last podcast, Ooh. and the reason for that was because you know the the first scene in the movie, which is one of the most iconic scenes, it's Michael Myers is the six year old kid, and he's wearing a clown mask, and it's the POV, the classic POV killer shot. You know, the seeing it from the killer's perspective, and he kills his sister, stabs her to death with a knife. Um, and so the mo- the mask in the movie, Michael Myers, you know, 15 years later, whatever it was, was going to be a clown mask because that's what he wore when he was a kid, when he committed his first kind of crime. So they, it was between that and then they bought this James T. Kirk mask for a dollar at a costume shop and they spray painted it white. They cut open the eyes a little bit. They like made the hair brown and combed it and he tried on both masks and they went with the... William Shatner mask because it was more emotionless and it was just kind of creepier that it was just just there it didn't have like a quality or a personality to it so John Carpenter liked that and that's how they went with that it is spooky it is it's It's a spooky mask it's the best looking mask of any of the Halloween movies the Halloween masks get worse as the series goes on Part two is a little you know it's okay it's a little more green you can see his eyes too you can see his eyes yes absolutely Right, and this one is just like those black kind of holes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, that's the whole shark thing too. You yeah, know? and then um, part three doesn't have him. Part four is just kind of also stupid looking, more like a mannequin mask. Then part five is is the worst looking mask. Then part six is like a, he's like a fat guy, and the mask is all like pudgy and fat. Really? Yeah. Fat Myers. It's really fucking weird. He's all plumped up with evil. I could never, even as a kid, I was like, how, "Like, can't you just get a better mask? Why do the masks in 4, 5, and 6 look so bad? Don't fat shame Michael Myers, dude. It's not even, it's it's just, I don't know, man. It's weird. He's like a slim guy in the first one. He's slim and small in the last well, one. he's or In 6, he's like, he's been doing it too long. Yeah, he's got all this anxiety. He's been trying to catch yeah. uh, Laurie Strode for so long, and he can't. And he just starts eating ice cream to deal with like the stress. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I'm just, not gonna give him a pass for it. They well, I will. Fine, I've been there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's cocaine and ice cream. Right. It's red line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a dream. But uh, I love uh, I like Donald Pleasance's character a lot. Yeah, he's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> he's great. Yeah, he is willing to tell every single person that will listen to him that Michael Myers is just evil incarnate. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he's evil, Michael Myers. We've got to get him. Like yeah. and yeah, he's like a doctor and he he really shouldn't like talk like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> like talk about his patient the yeah. way he does. He's not a person, he's an it. <laughs> like There's I'm a... like, "Wow, man." <laughs> yeah. Like, when Jesus the nurse Christ. is like, "How about we refer to it as him if you say so?" Yeah, yeah, like, "Oh my god, man." Yeah. I, I don't want to tear apart mo- the movie in the wrong ways, but also like, I don't know how he learned to drive. Okay, um, can I comment on that real quick? Okay, 
Well, go, con- sorry, finish your point. I, w- I want to talk a bit no, about no, Michael no, no, driving. No, no, you can, no, you can go on on that right now. Okay, so you don't know how he learned to drive. Yeah. Well, um, Dr. Loomis has some suggestions about that. Okay. So most of this movie, Donald Pleasance is just going around just sounding like a maniac. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. supposed to be like a doctor and a psychologist. <laughs> he's walking around like a psychopath, just like wherever. He's gone. Well, the he's- evil is gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just yelling. He yells shit sometimes, and people don't listen to him. And like, no one does. Nobody does. Like, he's freaking out when he escapes at first. And the the woman's like, "What are we doing? The evil is gone!" Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fuck, fuck. (laughs) So at one point in the movie, so when Michael, when Doctor Loomis is going around, this is right after Michael escapes from the mental institution. Um, and so he's kind of the doctor goes like. Loomis is trying to persuade everyone that he's going back to Haddonfield, right? The very basic plot of this movie, for anyone who hasn't seen it, and if you haven't, please see it. And even if you haven't, I'm sure you're basically familiar. It's, you know, the beginning is Michael Myers, the six-year-old kid, dresses up like a clown, and he murders his sister after his sister has sex with her boyfriend or whoever, and he stabs her to death. Then he goes to a mental institution, and then it takes place in the same town, Haddonfield, Illinois, 15 years later. Um, Dr. Loomis is going to, they're going to move Michael Myers to like a maximum security prison or something like that. Well, uh, he's going to like go before a, a judge, a, a judge right. for like parole or something like that to get out. And he's like, we can't let him leave. Right. Okay. You're right. Yes. Just pump him for a Thorazine. Right. right. So put him in Thorazine. Yeah. So they go and when they go to do this, um, Dr. Loomis and the nurse, they find all the other mental ins- patients wandering around. It's this really creepy shot of them in the rain and the car headlights on them. And Michael's escaped, and he gets he gets into the car that Loomis and the nurse are in, and he drives off. And Loomis is convinced he's going back to the town of Haddonfield, which is very true. And he goes back, and he stalks babysitters, and that's the basic premise of the movie. Yeah. You know, there's more to it, but to fill you in. So when he escapes, so he's trying. Loomis is somehow knows he he says several times that Michael Myers hasn't spoken in 15 years, yet somehow he's completely convinced that he's going back to Haddonfield. I don't know why he suspects that. Maybe he draws pictures or something like that. Okay, maybe. But still, even if even he's his doctor for 15 years, they should probably listen to him because he seems like no, the only person who cares. And nobody listens. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's, uh, when he's, he's going to Haddonfield. And one of the doctors goes, he can't even drive a car. Loomis goes, he was doing very well last night. <laughs> maybe someone around here gave him lessons. <laughs> one of my favorite lines in the movie. Just self-aware plot hole covering for no reason. <laughs> I like that, actually. And so, That's pretty funny. Which leads me to my point. Michael Myers drives in every single Halloween movie. He's driving very he well. He loves to drive. Around. He's a good driver. Maybe that's just has been his dream. Maybe when he was a kid, that he just watched like race car driving or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that should have been his costume instead of the clown. I mean, he's the the first. You know, like, if he was dressed up like Dale Earnhardt, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> far less threatening. Hell yeah. Um, the first like twenty minutes of the movie, he's just kind of like perusing around the town, just checking out Laurie Strode. Who's Jamie Lee Curtis's character? It's her and her two other friends. They're just kind of teenage girls that are Halloween night. Lori's going to babysit. She's the smart one. The other girls kind of want to just fool around with their boyfriends and stuff like that. And so Michael's like stalking her and just dry, like, creeping around in his car looking at her. So he drives in every movie and he drives a different vehicle in every movie. And anybody listening to this, check that shit out. What's his best ride? Do you do you know like a model? Yeah, you... um, I really like in part four. He gets his hands on this big truck, like a real big kind of Jeepers Creepers esque okay. truck. Um, he gets in that, and that just kind of really has a little more character to it. You know? Okay, so I, I like him cruising in the truck. I'd like to see him in like a like an Impala or something like that, mm, like yeah. a Ferrari. Yeah, something nice. I'd like to see him in like a little Saab. 
Yeah, yeah. A little bug, little like, beetle bug. Trying to get out of yeah. it. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so a couple of other questions that I would like to discuss here. Um, so I watched the first two, right? Right. So Michael Myers, I, I know John Carpenter has said he's scary because he's just a man and like unstoppable. But like, so for Jason, I can buy him not dying for three movies, right? Because he's also deformed. You don't know, like, his whole deal. Like, he's getting hung. Maybe his neck's super thick or something like that. Mm -hmm. But then when he finally gets stabbed, 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 he really died. And then Mm -hmm. he goes supernatural. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. In this, do they ever explain what his deal is? Is he wearing a bulletproof vest or something? Like, because even in two, he gets, like, shot on the head and just like, oh, now there's blood in my eyes. And it's like waving his knife around. Like, he gets shot a million times. And they're just like, well, he's just unstoppable. Right. So <clears throat> here's the thing about that. Um, like you alluded to, Carpenter's addressed it before. And it's important to remember that John Carpenter only directed the first one. Yes. And so uh, I understand. And I know you yeah. know that. And it's important to still say that because it's much like in Friday the 13th, the original, Sean Cunningham, the director, didn't want to come back for the second because when they said, okay, the second one is going to be with Jason as the killer, not the mom, he said, well, that's stupid. The Jason was a dream sequence at the end of the first one. He's not yeah. real. Why would you make a whole movie about him? As the killer. So I think very much in that sense that it, this was supposed to be a standalone film. And I think that Michael Myers, was, there wasn't... It, he is a man. And he... And John Carpenter said in that quote that you referred to, he said he's he's a man, he's a force. He's a force of nature. Almost supernatural. A force of evil. A force of evil. And he's... Oh, but he uses the word almost supernatural. Not okay. full... He's not a... He's not a full-on indestructible monster. He's very much... In the first Halloween, he is just a, a creepy guy that is stalking these chicks for whatever reason. They establish all this canon later in the series that Laurie Strode is Michael Myers' sister, and he's going and he wants to kill his sister. None of that shit was in the first one. They just keep... Yeah, that's what surprised me, because I knew that they were... He was... Uh, her brother and i thought they would tell you that in the first movie but they only established in the second movie right i don't think that was ever the intention yeah yeah Uh, her name's laurie strode his name is michael myers they try to say it's some shit that like her parents were in a car accident and they changed the name it's just it's it's a it's a cover-up it's just you know some you know just trying to prolong it you know with logic that doesn't does he ever become supernatural yes because in the because in the second one he takes so many bullets and stuff and he writes like sam hain and blood and stuff like that like before you tell me but what my theory is is that he killed one sister and wants to kill the finish off the other sister as like a sacrifice to like lucifer or something like that Mm -hmm. so you can i don't know so that Yes, that is essentially what the series becomes. Fuck yeah. So at part six, The Curse of Michael Myers, that's the first. Part four is like all of a sudden, Laurie Strode dies off screen. They say that she dies in a car accident. And it's all about Michael Myers' niece, this little girl that's his niece. And he's trying to find his niece and kill her, who I believe is Laurie Strode's daughter. And then... And it's and then in the fifth one, she she starts to have these psychic abilities, and he's still trying to find her. And it's unclear if he's trying to kill her, or maybe you know, start like the evil Avengers Myers family telepath fight club is nice. what I would call it. Um, but part six, the curse on Michael Myers, 
Isn't there a battle with a telepath in one of the Fridays too? Yes, part part nice. um nine, eight or nine. Yeah, telepath fights <laughs> Jason. Great fight. Um, so in part six, it, it's all about the Sam Hain mythology, and it's like Paul Rudd is like studying all this shit, this like rune stone, this symbol that like shows up wherever Michael Myers goes, which is was never in any of the other movies. But it's it's all about this theory is that. Michael Myers has a curse, and on Halloween night, Sam Hain, he has to kill a family member. It's a sacrifice. So that, and then it, it and it gets into this whole occult thing, and that is very much only isolated to part six. That whole canon isn't developed any further because the next movie then was Halloween H two O, and Halloween H two O completely disregards part parts four, five, and six. It is a sequel to part two. Really? Yeah, and Jamie Lee Curtis is alive again <laughs> as as Laurie Strode. So her whole off-screen death that they alluded to is just nulled. Just kaput. Yeah, because Deborah Hill and John Carpenter got back on board for Halloween H2O. Nice. And, yeah. And which is good, which is still a good sequel. Um, but yeah, so it, it's convoluted. But what you're alluding to is basically what became the story and the, the reason for his killing. But none of that, we're talking about the original movie right now. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think any of that shit has anything to do with this yeah. movie whatsoever. Because in the first one, without him being uh, the brother to Lori, like, it's almost creepier because you kind of wonder why he attached to her. Like, right. maybe because it's the first person uh, he saw because she her parents own the real estate company that's trying to sell his old house. Right. So maybe he's just like, well, this lady's trying to get rid of my home. You know what I mean? I got to kill her. Or it's just someone I saw and became obsessed with because I'm a psycho. That's like, a good point. Like, yeah. the, like that's the only reason I could really take from it because he definitely really wants her. Totally. You know? Yeah. And I don't know why. Or did he just happen upon her again? It's a good question. You know, a lot of people... So this also... Halloween setting up a lot of the slasher tropes. One of the most popular is the final girl, right? The, mm-hmm. And, and the, the virgin. The, the girl that's uncorrupt. The one that's, you know, the most virtuous. And she's the one that makes it to the end and usually survives. Usually outlasts the killer. The, mm-hmm. the, the girls that die in the movie are the ones that are being promiscuous and, you know, fooling around with the guys and stuff like that. And so John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, I read that they have been asked about that a lot. And they said it doesn't have anything to do with her being virtuous or being she's, a virgin. She's not that virtuous. She's, she smokes she, weed. She smokes weed. But she has no... Great scene, by the way. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they act exactly like how I would act. It's like, oh, fuck, it's my dad. Like, yeah, the, their dad's cool. the cop. It's great. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> so good. Like, did you think he smelled it? <laughs> um, but they they deny that. They say that the reason that Lori is able to survive and outlast the others is because they allude to a lot that she's the smartest one, right? She says, yeah. guys don't like me because I'm smart. Um, it's because she's the most aware and the other teens are too preoccupied with trying to like, you know, hook up and all that stuff. She's aware and alone. She's and, being responsible. And being responsible, looking after the kids, right. So that gives her the edge is what John Carpenter claims. Okay. I think there's more to it than that though. Woke. She's staying woke. She stays woke. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's like, th- I think there's a lot of theories. And I, I, since the movie is so simple in its context and its plot, I think there's a lot that you can derive from it. Like, to me, I always look at the scene when Laurie's in the classroom. You know, in horror movies, when if there's a scene in a classroom, a lot of the time the theme that they're discussing is a parallel to the movie, you know. So they're talking about fate. You know, they're talking about all these different concepts of fate. And there's like a quote that the, the teacher says is a uh, fate is immovable like a mountain. It stands where man passes away. Fate never changes. So I think in some way, maybe Michael Myers is supposed to be the personification of fate. You know, he's an inescapable inevitability of death. An unstoppable force. An unstoppable force, as, as he's been referred to. Yeah. 
So, I don't know. I think there's different theories. I think John Carpenter wanted to kind of keep it open and wanted to have people theorize a little bit about it. But I think at the end of the day, he literally is just supposed to be a faceless, creepy stalker who is stalking babysitters, tries to kill a bunch of them, and Lori is just the one that's the smartest and the most resourceful and is able to survive. Hell yeah. Because, I mean, she... I guess she doesn't sleep with anyone. She no. Okay, so here's a fun thing that I read. So she... um, That dude who they're saying like he he likes you and ben, i know you like ben him. tramer ben tramer yeah ben tramer ends up being the dude who gets hit by the car in the second one it's amazing <laughs> that scene i lost my fucking mind dude i was laughing so hard they like, ki- what the fuck? killed him for no reason <laughs> holy shit yeah uh, yeah and in the second one dr Lo- the, there's a guy dressed like michael myers and Loomis immediately is trying to take out his pistol and pop right. him in the fucking head. Yeah. And, and it's like, no, like, what the heck? <laughs> and then just some other cop sees him and just flies. <laughs> the car just sails right into him. Yeah. And, hit and put, pins him up against the van. And then for literally no reason, the van just explodes. Explodes. <laughs> He's just standing there on burning. Fire. Yeah. And they're like, hey, uh, what's his name? Ben Tramer. Yeah, hey, uh, our buddy Ben Tramer left a party a while ago. He was wasted. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, we haven't seen him. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and Loomis is like, how old was he? And he's like, 17. Like, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> I, I'm obsessed with that. It's like, but you never see Ben Tramer. He's, yeah. He's, he's referenced one once when Lori's talking to her friend, and she's like, oh, you know, Ben Tramer's kind of cute. And she's like, Ben Tramer. And, like, <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, I shouldn't have said anything. And then, yeah, so in part two, just a kid gets exploded on and burning they they mind you they walk away and leave his burning corpse there yeah no one tries to help him no one helps him we got him it's over (laughs) and then later on they're just like oh pen dreamer oh shit we killed him (laughs) yeah there was no repercussions for that no no repercussions (laughs) that was murder yeah yeah and just, outright murder and no reason for it to happen you poor ben Tramer. you never even get to see this kid's face He's just alluded to and then killed in a horrible way. <laughs> they don't even stop and like pull out your their guns. The cop, the car just fucking flies, flies under, just them. right into him. Yeah. God damn, great scene. Yeah, it's incredible. Great scene in the second one. Yeah. Oh man. Um, what else I gonna say about this movie? Um, I like how they're watching the original thing on the TV. Yeah. Um, right before John Carpenter did his remake of right. The thing. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. It is, that was cool. I, yeah, the, like the fifties version. They the movie they show that the thing, and then the other movie that the kids are watching is a uh, Forbidden Planet. Also, Night of the Living Dead. No, that's in yes. Si- no, actually, no, no, that's, 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 in, that's second in the second one. one the second one. Yeah, but We're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah, Barbara. Stop it. That's ignorant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that line. Yeah, I, I love when um in horror movies. I love the the watching the horror movies within the horror movies. That's just something I I, I always get a big kick out of. To see what they like, see what the director likes, you know. Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Um, it's I I don't know why they chose Forbidden Planet, but what's funny is a lot of the second half of the movie when like Laurie's other friends are getting stalked and killed by Michael, and she's kind of oblivious to it, just babysitting little Tommy Doyle. Like all she wants to do is watch the movie, and like the whole movie, all, all Laurie Strode wants to do is like chill and watch the and watch like the sci-fi movie, and she just can't. Like, the first time she sits down, she's like, okay, let's watch the movie. And Tommy's like, I want to do the jack-o'-lantern. And Tommy like, is such a piece of shit. He's a little asshole, yeah. And she's like, okay, fine, fuck it. And then later on, you know, when she's got both the kids there, she's like, oh, we'll go sit down and watch the movie. Yeah, and then bam, then Michael's there. Like, she just can't catch a break and sit down and watch a horror movie. And I can relate to that, man. That, how much of my fucking life is that? I just want to, you know, fuck, I can relate. That's how I was like trying to watch this. 
I'm yeah. And then I get Tommy yelling at me in the yeah. first minute of the film. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, you know what, Tommy? That's why those kids pushed you down into your fucking pumpkin. Yeah, exactly. Because you're annoying. Yeah, because you fucking deserved it. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Little, Don't. Paul, little Paul Rudd piece of shit. Halloween. So yeah, Jesus. Oh, what are we on time? Um, it's, We got it's like five minutes or so. Five minutes left? Up. Yeah. Do you want to just wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Um, I want to go back real quick to Loomis, right? Cool. Um, So Loomis, just like, I can't like just figure out quite his deal in it. Like Don, Donald Pleasance was cast because John Carpenter was a big fan. I mean, he's the only name actor in the movie, you know? He was pay, paid way more than everybody, but wasn't on the set long. He just like, get, he, his spiel is so ridiculous that by the end of the movie, he just like... <laughs> he's tired of saying it himself, you know, like when the sheriff is just like, okay, I've been like hiding around in the bushes. I'm not seeing anything. And he's like, what more do I need to do? I was with him for 15 years. He was looking at the wall. He was not seeing the wall. He was looking past the wall. And the guy's like, okay, what the fuck is your point? <laughs> Loomis. He's eventually, yeah, he's just wandering around like so lost. Like he has no idea. Yeah. He's kind of like, uh, should I go this? No, no, I'm going to go this way. You're right. No, wait, did I hear something? What was that? Is it Michael Myers? <laughs> and then no! one of the, I know we're not doing Halloween 2 today, but just <laughs> quick, just beginning of Halloween 2. Because Halloween 2, I, I really like the sequel because it does pick up right like minutes after yeah, yeah. the first one, which is a cool concept for a horror movie. Um, and like in the first thing in the movie, like M- Loomis is still running around all crazed and some guy runs out of his house. And he's like, oh, you're like, you kids, I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. Loomis just looks up, you don't know what death is. <laughs> Turns around, yeah. scurries off. Good one, Loomis. <laughs> just these vague, like, yeah. fucked up things he's just, like, spewing at everyone. And in the second one, he gets to, like, command the whole police force. Yes. <laughs> We're finally listening to him just too much, though. Now right. it's like you should call yeah. someone. Yeah. So I, I um... When I was when I went to school in Long Island University for a couple of years, and I was a music major and an English major. I like my second year there I was an English major and music minor, and I took this writing course. And um, one assignment was to do a found poem. Are you familiar with the concept of a found poem? No, it's a poem that it's no original content, so you can take the content from like a billboard or from toothpaste, or it's just cr- okay. you know a collage of words that's taken from an external source, essentially. So I was w- watching a lot of Halloween at the time. I, I was living with like all film majors, and uh, and just Halloween was my jam. And so I did a found poem called "Doctor Loomis Wants Michael Myers Dead," and it was all just comprised of Sam Loomis quotes from every Halloween movie. Nice. And I tried to do it linearly, like to give it. I wish I had it with me. Um, <laughs> I, I tried to do it linearly to, to to give it a story, but but it's so just deranged everything he says. And he's looking past the wall, not seeing the wall. Looking through the wall, doesn't see it, and so like I I read this poem to my class. <laughs> it was like okay, my teacher hated it. <laughs> Everybody was just like, like some someone at the end like he's like, what's that from? <laughs> I was like, oh, Michael Myers, dude. You're uh, you're in college. Have grow you heard up. Of it? Yeah. Also, one last question that you cleared up. That's not that's past this, but uh, Doctor Loomis in the second one, it would seem. That he dies, but I noticed he has credits for every other movie after that. You're telling me he does not die in that gas explosion? No. 
He has burn marks in really? part four. He's yeah. just gross. He comes back with burn marks. Okay. He was in part four, part five, and then um, and then he passed away, um, okay. Donald Pleasance, after the filming of five. And so part six is like dedicated to him. But he was We're, in every... Halloween three, it doesn't include Michael Myers, so he wasn't in that. I love but, Halloween three. I yeah, love to you, talk about that sometime. We'll talk about it sometime. I don't know why you like that movie. Because it's <laughs> fucking insane. It's yeah. batshit, dude. It is, yeah. There's, there are androids and masks that turn your face into bugs right yeah and they're trying to like kill kids with like yeah. masks why wouldn't you want to fair enough if they're all like tommy doyle it's a good plan that's how you make money yeah true you kill kids with masks well you know why they did that um they did the halloween three they a- after halloween was so successful obviously you know it spawned the sequel and then they wanted to kind of drift away from the you know that they thought they ended the story they thought yeah, loomis yeah. was dead michael was dead and that was the end of the michael myers so they said you know why don't we just make another halloween themed movie and it'll be like an anthology so every year or every couple years we do a movie that's a different storyline you know that's based around halloween so they did P- halloween 3 season of the witch and it got terrible reviews everyone hated it and they were like okay let's bring back let's michael myers again. Yeah. yeah so then part four is the return and then yeah loomis is back too so and that's where kind of he becomes more than he's a supernatural force. He s- ceases to be just a creepy stalker. How do you rate Rob Zombie's Halloween against this Halloween? Not even comparable. Okay. You know? No. But I but I have to say that I, I did enjoy it when it came out. Okay. Um, I You know, I, it's like it sucks that I get he was trying to do his own thing and I get Rob Zombie's up his own fucking ass about what a fucking artist or whatever he is with his cowboy hat. But like, <laughs> I mean, it's it was way too much exposition. It, it completely negated the con. What made Michael Myers creepy is that you don't know what's behind the mask. You don't over know explaining o- over explanation. Too yeah, too much. And I get that was the point. Obviously, that was his point. He wanted to explain the you know the why this guy became psychotic. So it's like him as a kid killing animals and everyone's making fun of him. So I you know it, as a overall, did, did I'm not people, into that. Do people make fun of him for killing the animals? No, they make fun of him just because he's like a weird looking okay. kid with like long. Have you seen so like it? Rob Zombie's Halloween? No, oh, like, okay. He should. You should be berated. It's not like you're being bullied. Like you're killing animals. No, he he's bullied and then he starts killing animals. Okay. And, um, and so, but you know what? I gotta say, the the movie is split into three parts. So the first part is him as a kid, a tormented, weird little kid. The second part is him in um, a mental institution, and Malcolm McDowell plays Doctor Loomis, and you get to see all their relationship and him like teaching him. And then he just becomes this big creepy guy that makes masks in his room. And then the third act is him. Uh, he escapes and he goes and and chases down Laurie, who plays Laurie Strode, and that's his sister. And the thing is, the third act is good. And I wish that it was just that. Because the, all the scenes of just Michael Myers going back to Haddonfield to chase his sister, that's all done really well. And it's, and it's filmed well. It's Rob Zombie's shaky cam. It's a little bit much sometimes. But he looks really creepy. The mask is really creepy. And I thought all that was cool, but all the backstory and shit was very unnecessary. Cool. Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's complete piece of shit. Nobody ever see that. All right, you want to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. We got to get out of here. Yeah, it's we got to go. It's a sexy little short one for you. Yeah. Um, so that's it for Halloween. Uh, we're about to get out of here and do some live commentary. Maybe we'll be able to record it. Maybe we won't. Otherwise, uh... Stay spooky, y'all. Yeah, it's been a good Halloween episode. Yeah. So let's end on... I, I've said I rate this a 10 out of 10. On your initial watch, what's your rating for Halloween? I'll rate it 6 out of 10. Like, I... like Wow. Because I... Well, I think it's good, but it's just for the amount I enjoyed it. Like, I, I wouldn't watch it again. You know what really? I mean? Really? I'm glad I did watch it, but I wouldn't... Like, I wouldn't care to watch it again. It just kind of... It, hmm. it felt... 
which is like boring and predictable, but not hmm. by its own fault. You know what I mean? Um, even for the score, you wouldn't watch it again. For the that score class. is goddamn amazing. It's incredible. Um, I don't know. Maybe seven, I guess. Seven. Okay. Is seven, it, I don't don't seven, let me convince you. Well, you I'm, all right. I'll say I'm gonna say six. Okay. Because it was hard for me to pay attention all the way through. Okay. It was hard for it hard. It, it didn't. It was yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, hey, this has been a nice uh, little spooky, short, sexy episode here. Yeah, tell your friends about Dead Last Podcast. Yes, because it's Halloween, and this is good for our ratings. This one better get a thousand. This one should hit a thousand. A thousand listens. Yeah, two thousand. Because it's Halloween, everyone's gonna be searching Halloween, even if they don't want to want to hear about the movie Halloween. Right. They'll exactly. See it. So this is a foolproof plan. This is search engine optimization. Yeah, dude. At its finest. Yeah, baby. We in the cloud. Yeah. All right. Hey, happy Halloween, everybody. Much respect to all you deadheads out there. Happy Sam Hain, bitches. Peace. Yup. Boys and girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see. This is our town of Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Pumpkins scream in the dead of night. This is Halloween. Everybody make a scene. Trick or treat. Tell the neighbors gonna die of fright. It's our town. Everybody scream. It's town of Halloween. I am the one hiding under your bed. Teeth ground sharp and eyes glowing red. I am the one hiding under your stairs. Like snakes and spiders in my hair. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, 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 Halloween. In this town we call home, everyone hail to the pumpkin song. In this town, don't we love it now? Everybody's waiting for the next surprise. Found that corner and hiding in the trash can. Something's waiting now to pounce and how you scream. This is Halloween. It's like a green. Aren't you scared? Well, that's just fine. Say it once, say it twice, take a chance and roll the dice. Ride with the moon in the dead of night. Everybody scream, everybody scream. I'm the clown of the tearaway face. Here in a flash of bubble to trace. I am the who in the cold who's there. I am the wind blowing through your hair. I am the shadow on the moon at night. Dreams to the brim with fright. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, 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 Halloween. Tinderlumpkins everywhere. Life's no fun without a good scare. That's our job, but we're not mean in our town of Halloween. In this town. We love it now. Everyone's waiting for the next surprise. Skinny Tin Jack might catch you in the back and scream like a bet you make you jump out of your skin. This is Halloween. Everybody scream. Won't you please make way for a very special guy? The Walnut Jack is king of the pumpkin patch. Everyone hail to the pumpkin king. Now this is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 Home. Everyone hail to the pumpkin song. Ah!